Let's talk about Apple's new M2 chips and what you can do to stand out amongst all of the ChatGPT AI-generated content. This is Video Signals. What's up, everyone? Happy National Coffee Break Day. I'm Joey Dowd. Each week, twice a week, we dig into five links, three tools, and one tactic you can use to apply in the world of video marketing. Let's jump into it and start off with our five links. First up, pretty much big drop from Apple, but a bit of a low-key drop. They didn't do a keynote for this. They updated their chips in the MacBook Pro and the Mac Mini from M1 to M2. So now there are M2 chips available. In the Mac Pro, you can get an M2 Pro or M2 Max chip. And in the Mac Mini, which I'm kind of more interested about, they have M2 and M2 Pro options that you can get. So obviously you get a bit of a speed boost upgrade compared to the Intel chips. Some of the Apple stats have been like you can get six times faster speed from the new M2 chips compared to Intel. But the thing that's most interesting to me with the Mac Mini is the starting price now for the Mac Mini is $599. So, I mean, the starting option is 8 gigs of RAM and a 256 gigabyte hard drive. So not that big, but still $600 for this powerful computer. Really, really good deal. Now, the M2 Pro version of the Mac Mini, that starts at $1,300. That's 16 gigs of memory and 512 gigabytes of storage. You can upgrade the memory to 32 gigabytes of memory. That's where it maxes out. But now, even that maxed out Mac Mini, how does that compare to the Mac Studio? So there's another interesting article we have linked to, which sort of compares like what you would need each for. And for the most part, unless you really need the raw processing power, which probably not really the case unless you're doing like very heavy graphics work, computer animation, but if you're just doing basic video editing, a maxed out Mac mini is plenty. The other big thing that you get with the Mac studio is you get more ports, you get more extensions. So you will have that. And if there's some reason you need to run more than three monitors at one time, that would also be another case for the Mac studio. But for mid-level editing, Mac mini, M2 version, M2 max version, totally going to be solid. All right. Next link is Twitter going away. No. In a new HubSpot survey, 67% of marketers said that they are not looking to move off Twitter. Third link, this one's a bit of an interesting history story. So why do news anchors have the same type of voice? Why do they talk the same way? According to Insider, it's a holdover from the 70s and 80s when everything was a bit less diverse and everyone was expected to sound the same and professional. So I think it's a good opportunity. If you want to be a news anchor, you can speak normally and stand out. And also check out Kayla Reporting's TikTok of her making fun of the news reporting voice. I got another link here about the metaverse. So brands like Coca-Cola, Walmart, Gucci have built out some sort of digital product on the metaverse, and they've been profiting from it. In Gucci's case, they built out an entire world on Roblox. One key part of their strategy seems to be tying virtual goods to real-life products, like Coca-Cola turning a limited edition flavor into a real product. So you can buy it on the metaverse, get the real thing in the real world. And last thing, YouTube Shorts is rolling out monetization in about the next week. That is not the only update. There is more to come from YouTube for Shorts, so including more Shorts analytics and custom thumbnails. So thumbnails is kind of interesting because Shorts typically play in feed. You're scrolling, so you don't really see the thumbnail. So I'm kind of curious how much of a factor the click-through rate on thumbnails will play into people watching your Shorts, because really they're kind of just going to see it if they're browsing your channel or they land on your channel and you kind of use it as a marketing tool to showcase what kind of videos you make when it comes to Shorts. All right, next up are three tools. So first tool and a hat tip to Sam for mentioning this on a Twitter. First tool is Birdflow. So this is a Twitter tool where you can automate your DMs and you could host tweet giveaways so you can connect it to your account. And if someone follows you, you can auto DM them. If you post a tweet where you're like, hey, I'm going to give a resource, just, you know, either reply or comment or something. You could have it set where it auto DMs them a message with the resource and also not just DMs, but you could also automatically follow back certain accounts if they meet certain criteria that you set and reply 
reply back to certain tweets if they meet criteria. So useful tool to automate some things on Twitter and help use it as a marketing channel. Second tool, Thumblytics. So this one, you could upload your YouTube thumbnail and kind of preview how it's gonna look in a mock version of YouTube's homepage with some other thumbnails for comparison to see how it'll look. And you can kind of test and see what it'll look like across different devices. And a third tool, warmer.ai. So this is an AI tool that helps you write unique icebreakers if you're doing cold email outreach. So you give it some info, either some person's LinkedIn page or their Google Maps page, and it will try its best to come up with a unique and original opener using AI written in natural language, plain English. I have tested it. It's a bit hit or miss, but I think the idea is there. So it'll be interesting to see how this develops. All right. And our one tactic, chat GPT and how you can stand out. So everything's been blowing up with chat GPT, AI, people wondering, is AI just going to write all the content? Is it going to replace every creative role, every creative position? I don't know about that. But there are things you can do right now that ChatGPT can't do as a writer. So one thing you can do, you can write from personal experience. You are a human, you have experience, you have stories. ChatGPT does not have that. It just has what it has collected from data that it has scanned on the internet. So you can draw lessons, you can create connections, you can write about your personal insight, your personal stories. That is something only you can do, and a robot cannot do that. Second thing, you can do original research. So you can think of things to test, you can run surveys, you can ask questions, you can do original research and write about that in your article or your video. ChatGPT cannot do that. Also, if you're doing product reviews or anything else, you can get your hands literally on actual devices and test them out and write about your opinion and write about what you think. ChatGPT cannot do that. And third thing, you can interview and quote people. So as of right now, maybe there'll be a chatbot in the future that can do this, but you can talk to people, you can ask questions, you can quote first person sources, you can quote what people say. ChatGPT, as of right now, cannot do that. But yes, you can insert actual quotes from people instead of just repurposing or re-spitting out different things that ChatGPT has scanned on the internet. You can add originality by actually quoting people. And that is it. If you enjoyed the signal, appreciate subscribe and a thumbs up if you're watching this on YouTube or listening to this on your podcast. If you know someone who would enjoy this or find this useful, please share it with them and mention it to them. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Or if you have any other tool or things that should be on my radar, you can hit me up on Twitter at C47. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, right here in the comments on YouTube. Thanks for watching. I'll catch you next week in the next signal.